there lovely it is kim valentine here or libby kennedy from neighbors hey this is emily milburn caitlin atkins from neighbors hi this is candace least wendy rodwell on neighbors and you are listening to the award-winning the best podcast in the entire world for the neighborhood rewatch so welcome to the award-winning neighbourhood. Oh, fuck off. Award-winning. Why? <laughs> you don't really talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do because I say that every single week. True. Because we are award-winning. We are the best Neighbours podcast out there. Some Back. might say the best podcast. Take out the Neighbours bit. Just no fucking saying that. <clears throat> I don't know. If you, listen, if you listen to our intro, somebody is saying it. Someone does say that on the intro. Yeah, I think that. some weeks we actually are the best podcast. Thank you, Adam. I'll give you that. JK took that as a personal compliment. He did. He, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done as all. Let's all give ourselves a pat on the back. There you go. I literally gave myself a pat on the back then. Too bad I didn't just shut the heads. <laughs> But yes, I get in the podcast because I'm just constantly shaking my head at you. <laughs> but yes, I am your host of sort, JK. And we have Tim with us. Hello. He's had some biscuits and alcohol today. Uh, so he should be good to go. We're thinking we might get a joke out of him this week. But stay tuned. Ooh. Won't be a good one. Won't be a good one. No, <laughs> no I'll have to edit it out because it'll be horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have Adam as well. Uh, he's currently staring at his phone. <laughs> Have you ever heard him sound less asked about being here? <laughs> Just everywhere. This is the thing. I'm still answering work stuff here. I'm answering work messages and emails, even though I'm not technically on the clock right now. It's a tough life, isn't it? But proves that you can access your emails at times outside. So you can, you know, if, if you want to listen to our top tips to employers, then subscribe to the Patreon, just one pound a month. Of course, Fucking you can hell, follow us. To them. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can uh, follow us on our socials at Watch Neighbor. Um, and you can watch along these neighbors episodes with us on Daily Motion. Uh, right. I'm glad you've said that. I yeah, let's bring this up. wound me right up this week. I've watched all five episodes. How many do you watch, Tim? Um, next question. Brilliant. So I've watched it, but for the first time. So Daily Motion, brilliant. UK fans forever, whatever they're called. We always give them a shout out. Thanks for putting the episodes up. But all of a sudden, this fucking week, there's a shitload of adverts in there. It's like it, it's, every it's every fucking five minutes. fucking minutes. Yeah, all for the same place as well. And I don't know if it was doing this to you as well, Adam. It was playing the advert twice every time. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think I got different adverts for you. You, you got Euro Disney, right? I got Euro Disney adverts. Yeah. I got some sort of Allianz business solutions or something over and over again. Wow. So I'm quite jealous basically, of that. they were they were tell, they were trying to help me with my investments and like my portfolio <laughs> and stuff like that. And they got you, and they were like, "You probably need an holiday, mate." <laughs> <laughs> that was the difference, and and a holiday to like a child's theme park, which I think so made it even more niche for you. Yeah, they've really got my my taxi dad right on there, haven't they? Uh, yeah, no, but it wasn't. You don't need a holiday. You need to go to the shit Disney World, not the good one in Florida. Shit one for you. Would you say it was mediocre? 
I would absolutely say it's mediocre. Uh, and if you've been to that one, you're mediocre too. Uh, decided. <laughs> decided. Just save up a bit more money and go to the Florida one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Another t- yeah. That's it. Yeah, but that is a bit annoying. Uh, I'm hoping it's just, I'm hoping it's not forever this. Uh, otherwise, we might have to start some petitions. It's really. Can you, have you ever got in touch with the the people who are putting them on Daily Motion? No, I've tried. Like we, I've tried. We should have had a conversation with them by now, even if just like just privately. Maybe they just uploaded them all and they're dead now, or they've just they're not actually anything to do with the account anymore. Yeah, no, there's no way of accessing the person. There's no way of communicating that way. I've tried through Twitter and everything else. I've tried through the internet to find this person. Can't. Uh, maybe we'll find maybe we'll maybe someone will know out there maybe i'll ask the neighbors community well i was gonna say we should ask some of the previous cast members who we're friends with and ask them if they know anyone that we could just get like actual well not literal tapes but actual like recordings from because it's got to be all recorded and banked somewhere right yeah i think so i mean as we go along it'll get easier to do but um, yeah, hopefully. Um, you don't want to be sitting through adverts. Like, it's bad enough having to sit through 22, 23 minutes fucking episodes. Is it, Tim? It feels is it? <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> it's so fucking awful. I'd never do it. <laughs> it does feel like it's it's now a 20-minute episode. is now 40 minutes long. Yeah. It's not fun. Can you imagine doing more than five episodes in a week? How fucking oh, stupid would you have to be? That'd oh, be God. That'd be like watching 40 episodes a week. <laughs> Don't do that. That'd be really silly. Don't do that. Just stick to five. No one even cares one. about more. No That's one wants to listen to a podcast about more. No, because, again, I think we've said this before, you couldn't really go over the nuances of the storylines. And there is some nuances as well. It's um, a nice little segue into the first one. Uh, we're going to talk about Flick and that whole thing. Uh, she has told Mark that she loves him. And that she thinks he loves her too. Which he doesn't deny. He just kind of stands there with that garmless look he kind of has. But Flick, don't worry. Flick's got a solution. She says, don't worry. I'm fucking off. So you'll never have to see me again. And we'll never have to deal with this problem ever again. She hasn't Um, noticing. And she has not even come close to breaking your record, has she? Because she's been there for a little while working in this hotel. And well, she's, yeah, she's just she's had she's a bit just of shit. Passed the probation. She's always just passed the probation, and now she's gone. Fuck you! I'm out of here. Uh, not just out of the the hotel, out of the she's out of the country. She's fucking off to another country altogether. Yeah, literally running away from her problems. But he doesn't seem arsed. Like this is that this is how shit this guy is in every way as an actor. Like he, there's nothing you don't think like you, like there's no, yeah, I love you too. And oh my, oh, I'm conflicted with all this. He stands there with a gormless look on his face and goes, oh, oh, that's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's yeah. shit what he does. He's, he's awful, this guy. This guy is the, this guy makes the Hancocks look like fucking <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> He's so bad. He is really bad. Like, to the point where you don't know what he's thinking. You can't gauge any sort of reaction. No. Is he I can't understand what he's trying, to, he's trying to pull at the minute. 
Is he thinking, oh shit, I better get the final pay processed? Maybe get the P get a P forty five sent out. Maybe hire a replacement. Let them know what they're working, so the, the, the hotel can can carry on in a seamless manner. No idea. No idea. It what doesn't even about. seem like he's someone who would be able to work his own emails. <laughs> well, we get so Steph comes later on and tells him, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely pregnant. I've took a test." I'm Same gormless look. Same look on his face as when yeah. Flick says, "I'm not. I don't want to work here anymore." She tells him he's, she's pregnant, and he's like, oh. and she literally goes like, "Are you are you okay with this? Are you mad about this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's not like he's shocked or he's like mortified by it. It, it it's just blank, and you, it is almost like she's like, "Is he? Is this? Has this guy read the script? Like, there's, there's nothing. Is he, she's in. Is he having a stroke? Like, yeah, it could like, have been." When she asked him about how he felt about it, that was her just going, line, line, line. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking say something, you dumb gun. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, Steph has took a pregnancy test, but still not 100% confirmed. Dee's like, you probably need to go see your doctor, really, to get it confirmed. These things can be wrong. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that later. I'm just going to go tell Gormless that I'm pregnant. Flick <laughs> <laughs> uh, confines in Stu about what's going on. Uh, and Stu decides to take this up with Mark himself. Uh, Mark's outside the pub, probably after a long, hard day at work, having a whiskey, maybe. Uh, and Stu just comes up with two beers and goes, right, cunt, we're talking about shit. <laughs> yeah, he does. He ne- and he sits down with these two beers, says pretty much what you just said, and go and, and says, I know we've never spoke. We've never had a line together before on this programme, but <laughs> I'm working today. You're working today. Let's have a chat about shit. That's what basically what he does. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I fucking know what you mean. I thought you fucking know what I'm talking about. Uh, so he goes mad. He actually, we actually get some reaction out of him. He goes mad to flick about dis- telling Stu. He's like, what are you fucking telling the whole neighbourhood? And then he has a go about her hand and noticing as well. Uh, but flick doesn't tell Joe and Lynn that she's handing a notice. Uh, so she has to do a little bit of lying because she doesn't also want to go to Steph's uh, hen weekend, which is out somewhere in the countryside. So she's like, oh, I've got to work Saturday, so I can't. Uh, but I'll, I'll have to go up later on. Uh, but she doesn't. She just fucks around. And then a work ringer and go, she quit. We want, a, we want our uniform back. Where is she? Um, so Lynn goes mad because Lynn still thinks that uh, she's got a little schoolgirl crush, shall we say. And that she's she's been silly and she needs to get over it. Uh, and Flick's like, you don't know what this is about. And Lynn's like, no, you're just being stupid. Grow up. Um, and then Flick's like, well, do you know what? I'm fucking off to America with Tad. And she's like, well, that's just stupid. So fucking grow up. Uh, they're fine the next morning after that big row. Is that like at some point Flick's been on a big night out? Is that after that? Yeah, I think she did. Just, I think she did just go and get pissed on Saturday night. She like I, I don't know how old she's meant to be at this stage. Weird, because like she's she's out of she's stayed out all night. It's the next, so she has a bit of a row, goes out, I think, and then get, like she comes home the next morning. Lynn's up in the morning because she's had to sleep on the sofa because of Joe snoring or some shit. Uh, so it's morning time. It's like seven or eight in the morning, whatever. Flick rocks up in last night's clothes, and she's like, "Whoa, where the fuck have you been?" And Flick says, 
of I've just stayed out all night at a club. Right, no club is out is open all till seven o'clock in the morning. No, I am concerned. No. no, I am concerned now where where she's been and who she's been with, and there's not enough questions asked by Lynn here. I, yeah. She's 17 or 18. She comes in looking like she does. And you just think, whoa, what has been going on? I'm not not thrilled by this at all. No. And Lynn, I, I, can't, I can't tell whether you're being sort of a bit paternal or you're like a bit jealous or... No, it is more It is more that first one, Tim. It is. Because like, what, what, what's been going on? I don't. I'm not in a way where you're now thinking, "Oh, what's been going on?" Oh. <laughs> which is, which would be very Tim. We would be very Tim about the whole thing. <laughs> this week, I'm doing voices for some reason. Um, <laughs> I no, I'm like, what's been going on? Club might have closed at two, three o'clock, and that's if she made it to the end when the fucking lights come on. And if I've learned nothing else as I've got older, never be there when the lights come on. Never. <laughs> Yeah, you do. That's why you do your best work, I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) No, the lights are still out for them. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, Lynn does let this go way too easy because the next morning she's just kind of fine with her. So do you want some breakfast? I'm like, well, no, we just had a massive row last night. I've been out all night going, God knows what. But I don't know if that Lynn's just so tired and just. Because they're, they're doing this whole Joey snoring thing still. Oh, it's done my head in this storyline. I'm sure you'll get to it in about four will, hours, but it was, it. it's so annoying, this story storyline. Go on. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we can talk about Joe's. We can talk well, about also, with, with Flick, so she said she can't go, to, she doesn't want to go to the Hindu, so she pretends she's working, but then she goes to the Hindu anyway the next day. Yeah, she just shows up late. So it makes no sense anyway. So if you didn't want to go, don't go. And then you wouldn't have got caught out in the lie about fucking pretending to still have your job when you haven't. It made no sense. It was just a way of work ringing up and going, oh, she doesn't work here anymore. It was badly done again. Oh. Yeah. And then she shows up with a cake as well, which is just weird. And then instantly cake. Yeah, she drops it. Question, what are you bringing for Tim's? Are you bringing a cake? What's what's in your... (laughs) He brings some ridiculous stuff like that. He's got wine, hasn't he? Yeah, I've got some got nice wine. wine for us to enjoy. Uh, and I'm bringing me, which is fantastic value. Right, Tim, I'm going to give you an option. <laughs> Go for it. JK or a cake? <laughs> or are you thinking put your hands together? <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends what kind of party it is. Because Jonathan's invited, but his alter ego, JK, will probably show up at some point. Oh. So it depends It depends how the vibe of the night goes, doesn't it, really? What we really want to happen or not. What I do is beating the cake. You're like, <laughs> oh, that's a really big cake, and I, and I just come out the top of it, like, surprise, motherfuckers. Naked. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat that. I've had my balls on it. (laughs) I've had my balls in it. (laughs) 
That's what I was thinking, though, when they were on um, Steph's Hendo, if we were talking about that. That's what I was thinking, because it's out in the countryside a little bit. They've obviously... You want to put balls and cake. <laughs> yeah, balls and cake. Um, they've clearly, like, I don't know how much they paid, probably over the odds for this this place, this Airbnb that they're fucking staying in. They've been absolutely rinsed, I imagine. <laughs> uh, um, there was probably some hidden fees in there as well, I imagine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Not asked. Um, <laughs> so... But that's what I was thinking because they were they they played cards. They were just playing cards for no reason. They're having some beers, some wine, or whatever. I was like, well, well yeah, we'll probably do that. Um, and then Connor rocks up as a sh- and they make him strip. Yeah, and poor again, Connor. Jesus. And I'm concerned again about the age of people because he is like a bit sweet with Michelle at the moment. So I'm guessing he's what 16, 17, This guy. 18 max. You're going 18, absolute max. Absolute max, yeah. Absolute max, fine. But he rocks up, the, the actual stripper that Dee's butts, because once again, Dee is an absolute filth bag in this. He's like, oh, anyone want to see some cock? And they're like, well, we've just got here. We're just going to we're just gonna unpack and that. And she's like, got some cock coming, girls. Then <laughs> it to Cheers. Michelle, who is 15, and it is confirmed in these episodes, got some cock coming. And Michelle's like, whoa, I don't know about that. They've just said I couldn't have a sip of wine a minute ago. And he's like, don't worry about it. Wine or cock. Um, and then, so Connor rocks up, and he's getting it on with Michelle a little bit. So like you say, he can't be that old. And Dee's like, strippers not turn up. Get your cock out! It's horrendous. <laughs> and it's the poor really kid. Bad. Yeah, but Libby's involved in this. She's like dressed him up in like she calls it the seven pillowcases or something like the seven veil dance, where you take a, like seven things. You got seven things on, you take seven things off. You know what I'm talking about, Tim? You're from. You spent a bit of time in the Middle East or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> stripping. Yeah. Stripping. <laughs> uh, he, he worked overseas. We all know what that <laughs> means. Um, but they make Connor do all this. And they're like going, yeah, gay cock out to this guy who's just rocked up. I know. He, and he's about 17. Yeah, he has a little towel. And you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to get his cock out. And then he reveals that he's just got his underpants on. And D is fucking fuming. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I want to see a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, none of them go, oh, well played. He's still got his boxers on. Good, we had a bit of fun. She's literally like... She's kicking off. Give, give me the cock off, fuck off. <laughs> Surrendous. <laughs> Libby's meant to be the really like, straight one. And she, yeah, she's getting she's in on it. Uh, at one point, she's like talking to Steph about, oh, you know, because she finds out Steph's preggers or whatever, and she's like, well, you know, you have to be responsible, you get swollen ankles, and she's talking about, like, all the, the other stuff, and then she's dressing him up and going, oh, balls, please. Like, it's, <laughs> a, it's awful. Anyway, balls, where do we go from here? I don't know, actually, because we can, there's two ways. I think maybe, I think we'll talk about Connor. Uh, before yeah. he gets to the traumatic thing of having to fucking get his cock out for a load of absolutely rabid women. Well, uh, you think that'd be a brilliant, that'd be the dream. And I think that myself sometimes, or that, oh, that would be so good. Like just turning up, you know, all these girls going, get your cock out. You think that's the, you think that'd be great fun. But I was cringing with this poor bastard. I was like, I would want no part of that. 
Not interested. No, you're what in a cabin. Your you're in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. And you are just a piece of meat at this point. This might this might be you in in like two or three weeks' time. <laughs> what do you think? And the look in Dee's eye as well, because Dee is looking almost murderer. She is very thirsty at the moment. Uh, she is, but then what? she's also talking. Don't know. It annoyed me a little bit this because she sacked Stu off, who's a good-looking lad, proper nice guy. Got a career doing his mechanic, and like he's he's a good lad. He might be a bit immature in some ways, but he's a good guy. And she starts saying, "Oh, you know, I hope I find someone." And like you didn't give that poor bastard a chance. No, not one bit. And she's like, "Oh, I wonder if there's someone out for out there for me." And I think they're sowing the the seeds for the toady thing. She's like, oh, yeah. maybe there's a guy you wait. I can't. Someone says, oh, maybe there's a guy you never thought of all along, but then Toadie shows up. All right, guns. It's me, Toadie. <laughs> Do you want some breakfast, D? Because I'm that dependable kind of guy. And she's like, cock. That's Give me some cock, someone. Oh, for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like your eggs in the morning with cock? <laughs> 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 yeah, so she's talking, and like that's all she's doing all weekend is talking about how she wants to meet someone, and and then just getting pissed at the same time. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty horrendous. But yeah, poor Connor. So before all this, the reason he showed up is because he's pissed Shell off. Uh, so first of all, Shell walks in on the shower while he's having a shower, and she's like deadly embarrassed. And he's like, "Oh no, it's fine, whatever," you know. Don't mind getting my cock out. And she's like, oh, you want And it cuts to D in her house and, and she's like, someone's just got the cock out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're doing the segment about the uh, the rabid sex fest about the wrong person at the moment. <laughs> uh but they end up flirting anyway in the kitchen. And she's like, Connor's like, yeah, I've got a fucking great body and you love seeing it. And she's like, no, I didn't. Oh, let's have a bit of a wrestle. Um, which is a standard tactic, if I'm honest. You're always wrestling in the kitchen, I imagine. But like full on like body slamming and dropping the elbow. <laughs> I always go over. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, so she decides she's going to make a nice little picnic for the both of them. Nice romantic. Uh, she gets it all set. And she re- and she leaves him a little note going, "I'm in. I'm in the park. We're going to have a nice little romantic picnic. See you there." But firstly, he gets distracted by Tad, who's back. Who I'd honestly forgot was in the show. We haven't seen him for that long. I only remembered because they've got some new credits, by the way, as well. We have. They've actually they've. They've got rid of that shit still thing that they were doing. Well, they got rid of the fucking Hancocks. Yeah. Like sometimes, like somebody leaves and they hang around in the credits for a little while after. Like Emily Milburn was fucking milking that shit. She was still there for about a year afterwards for some reason. Bikini, probably. Um, (laughs) The Hancocks literally left very next episode. It was like, yeah, they fucking gone. Let's start (laughs) out a new title sequence. Yeah, so they've gone back to those kind of where they're all larking about on the street together and in the back gardens and stuff. Similar to like how they were before. 
Uh, and then I was like, oh, fuck, Tad's there. Not seen him in ages. But yeah, Tad is back, uh, but only not for a long time, just for a good time. Uh, he's touring, doing his DJ and stuff, I think, with that BMX crew. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I'm only back for a little bit. Then I'm fucking off to America. So he tells Flick, and Flick's like, yeah, I'm off to America too then, because, you know, I need to get away from this old uh, Mark situation. Uh, but he's lost his passport. So he goes to see Tony. I was like, I've lost my passport. And Tony goes, it's probably that Irish guy, you know? He's probably nicked it. He's he's fucking dodgy as fuck. Um, it's really weird because he asks a few people. No one's found it. He rings up Paul. What happened to fucking Paul? Oh, yeah. He rings up weird kid Paul and says, oh, it might be Paul. He's, a, he's a, up for playing some pranks. Paul's not there in the show anymore. Totally didn't even spot it. Uh, <laughs> I think he's off playing with the dingoes or something. Yeah, I think he gets his football career sorted. Why, why little... is it? Is it? It might be that the whole cast lives on the road. That's the main problem. But it's got to be the occasional character doesn't live on that road, or at least maybe lives in a house that no one else lives in. That they can't they just be like, oh, okay, we've broken up now, for example, or oh, I've quit my job now, and then you just write them off TV. You don't have to see them. They have to send them to the other side of the world just to get them off the television. It's fucking bullshit. It's true. Yeah, they always have to send them off in that big yellow taxi, don't they? Yeah, you don't. They, they could literally just be around the corner and you never see them. You could just mention every so often that they had to move away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could just move like three hours drive, something like that away. Just, you know, it's not the other side of the world, but it's far enough, you know. And then what they could do is whenever they do come back, just keep it on the DL. They don't have to be in the show. They don't have to be, talk to any of the mates. They can come in and just shop in, go for a pizza or something, whatever they want to do, and then just fucking go home again. We don't need to see them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what would they really bring to the show anyway? That's what you've got to ask yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot where we were now. So, yeah, Tad... He's like, you've fucking done it. You're dodgy. Everyone's told me you're dodgy. Because Tony's like, oh, yeah, he broke into a car. We told him to, but still, he broke into it. Yeah. So he's obviously dodgy. Well, this is because Tad finds... This is weird. He finds a little box in his house, in Harold's house, that he kept the passport in. Fair enough, whatever. And in the box, there was no passport. There was a little note saying, ha, 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 I've got, I've got it, or something like that. Like a little mystery going on, and we don't know who's nicked his passport. I've got a theory. Go I've on, got, then. I've got a theory. It's Ellie. I don't know why. Just thought because she kind of fancied him and had a bit of weird romance with him, and she's done this just to piss him off. Well, she's left the show. Yeah, but that's my theory anyway. Uh, but yeah, so he's not got his passport. So Toddy's like, yeah, it's probably that dodgy Irish guy. So he confronts him and he's like, it's you, isn't it? It's you. And he's like, it's not me. He's like, well, you'd leave this note. Come on, read this note. Let me try your handwriting to see if it matches. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. He's like, it's because you're guilty. And he's like, no, it's because I can't read all right. And he goes, and Ted just goes, oh. Uh, Nothing, yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking awkward. It's proper awkward. <laughs> he just kind of shuffles out the room and goes, guess it's not you then. You know <laughs> yeah. But because he can't read, he also can't read 
shells now. I thought this was quite clever. I thought this was quite good how they did this because I didn't really see it coming, even though I've seen it before and it's fucking neighbours and it's all obvious. I might have, had a, <laughs> I might have been tired that day. But I was like, oh, I, yeah, I can't read. That's a shame for him. And that's why he couldn't... Oh, yeah, I did prop- I did one of them with this. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, because he least shell stranded. Uh, yeah. Libby's like, oh, you've got a nice little picnic for someone. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I hope he's worth it. And then, yeah, he never shows up. So she's majorly pissed off. So that's why Connor's like, oh, fuck. He gets, he gets some old woman to, to read his, the note for him. Uh, yeah, but how does he do it? Because this was funny, I thought, as well. Yeah, go on. Yeah, this was pretty funny. You tell. You, you can tell. say explain if you want. No, that's fine. You explain things. You sip your Vimto. Okay, so what he does is, because he can't read all right, he spots this old woman outside the coffee shop and he goes over to her and he puts on... <laughs> A Russian voice or something? It's Eastern European. You all know better than me. You know you're Polish. Um, it's like it's really weird that he decides to do that. I mean, he could have just—I don't know—been Irish. Yeah. Um, but no, he put on a full Polish one and says, "Like my English isn't so good. Could you read this note for me?" I thought it was quite good. Poor bastard! Like, he's so insecure that, but he's he's smart enough to have figured out. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for him. That's like that's in a way that's kind of dark but good writing. Dark, dark good. but good. That's what everybody says about neighbours. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. He's and he's like, oh, fuck. That's why she's pissed off for me. So he decides to go out to the hut. But just like every horror movie ever, when you go out to the hut, bad things happen. Um, and he has and to. Someone strip. ends up getting the cock out. Yeah. <laughs> but once he's once he's done the strip. He's kind of outside. He's just like staring out into space, just like trying to process what happened, and then you know, probably decap, decompartmentalizing things. And you know, like when you like sometimes, like your body protect your mind protects you from trauma. When something so traumatic happens, that like your mind just shuts off. That's kind of what Connor was doing. Is that your excuse? Yeah. And then Shell comes up and is just like, "You're right." And he's like, "Yeah, I think so." She's like, "Do you want a kiss?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, so they have a nice little kiss. Yeah, uh, she's like nearly nearly saw your cock before again. <laughs> That'd have been twice in a week. Do you want a little kiss? Yeah, fantastic. It's quite nice, really, isn't it? Because Michelle's been going through a bit of a bad time, and then Connor, you feel bad for him because he's a fucking dope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite nice that they like that they have that little moment. I quite liked it. It was quite good. <laughs> yeah, so they have a nice little kiss. So we've got another little couple on the street. Uh, which they kind of give away with the credits as well, because they're all lovey-dovey in the credits. They're all over each other in the credits. Yeah, it's a bit obscene. A bit of heavy petting at the swimming pool. Yeah, it's a little bit obscene now. Uh, let's finish off with the Scullies. Let's finish off with Joe. Um, he's but, but by finishing off there, Tim, it doesn't mean the whole podcast. It just means the section on the Scully family and the people that live in that house. There's at least another two hours here. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is just part one. <laughs> If we can be finished before eight, this would be a pretty satisfying Absolutely record. Absolutely no chance. Yeah, this is just part one of a four-part special. That won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's still snoring, and Lynn's at a wit's end. Uh, he's also, I, a lot of these storylines are very inter- intertwined this week. Uh, I remember at the start saying that, like, it was some really good storytelling with Neighbours, how they intertwine these stories. These, all these stories weave into each other this week. 
because Joe's also really upset that uh, Su- Susan Kennedy's back from New Zealand. Uh, and he's also really upset that she hasn't bought him like a, a shit joke. Uh, it's really action. weird. It's, it's really, really weird. And he's like obsessed about it. He keeps on going around all the, like he goes to Carl's and he's like, oh, you've got a little statue. And he's like, yeah, Susan got it for me. He's like, it's nice that. And he goes to Lou's and Lou's got a statue. And he's like, oh, you got a statue. He's like, yeah, it's nice that. Uh, then he goes to Harold's Cafe and he's like, oh, you got a nice really? little statue. It was yeah. nice that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you really on your fucking wine podcast and <laughs> looks it really lonely and like oh and then he says to Lynn Lynn should we get the Kennedys round she's been my nice statue for people maybe I'm going to get one it's so weird <laughs> that this is a story and that Joe Scully gives a fuck about getting a little New Zealand statue I don't know but you can tell a few of them are ready to crack I think and just laugh through this <laughs> Susan is, is cracking up to herself Carl's cracking up because he fucking hates the statue and he keeps just saying, oh, I'm going to put it like behind the door. And then Susan says, well, no, no one will see it. And then he says, well, I'll keep it in the office. And she said, well, no, you won't keep. He's just trying to hide. This is a storyline this week, Tim. So he's trying to hide the statue. She knows it's a shit statue and she's playing a joke. And she keeps saying, well, no, put it where everyone can see it to see if Carl will put it where everyone will see it. And then she goes off and she's bought everybody a fucking statue except Joe Scully. Because why would Joe Scully want a fucking statue? And then Joe Scully is genuinely, like, heartbroken at first that he hasn't got one of these little shit statues. It's so weird. It's really, really bizarre. And the thing is, episodes this. And Susan knows, like, Susan, the the gag is that Susan's bought this for Carl, knows it's shit. But he's pushing Carl to put it somewhere so he doesn't offend yeah. Susan. So she's fucking winding him up. But then she's also winding up Lumen Harold at the same time. But then she gives one to Tony, and Tony's like, "Well, this is this is clearly a joke, isn't it?" And she's like, "Well, fucking hell, someone gets it." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "This is so shit. It's one of those good, like, funny statues." Yeah, brilliant. Cheers. So she's bought about ten of these statues for people. It's but so. Then, but then they go to the Scullies. So they get invited. Yeah, they go around for some drinks. They go for some drinks. And then she's like, oh, I've not got you a statue. I've got you a fairy steering, steering wheel cover instead. <laughs> and Joe's like, well, why the statue? And he's, it's so fucking bizarre. There's, there's literally, like, it's a bit silly and it's comedy against the, like, the darker relationship stuff from the other storylines. But there's no punchline. No, there's no. I did no idea where this is going at all. No, like she never turns out. Like she never actually tells Carl it's a joke, but it kind of it, 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 by the look on Carl's face towards the end, he kind of knows it's a joke. But then no one's actually been told it is, and then she hasn't like got one for Joe anyway. And she was just like, "Why?" It just ends. He gets a furry steering wheel cover. Susan says something like, "Yeah, it'll keep your hands warm in the winter when you're driving your taxi." And it's never mentioned again. <laughs> it's so really weird. weird. Um, but also from this, Joe and Lynn then do decide that they're going to go see Darcy uh, about his snoring. Uh, and Darcy's well excited about this. He's like, "Fucking brilliant! I've got some. I've got some new. I've got a new patient here." Uh, he's like, "I've been doing loads of research on snoring recently. Don't know why." Uh, but he's like, "Right, don't worry. We can fix it." Uh, all we need is some lasers. 
we can stop your snoring. And Joe was like, fucking laser, there's not a chance. Not having this. I'm not having some some cunt laser my throat. Uh, and Lynn's like, yeah, but I can't fucking sleep because you're snoring. And Joe's like, oh, it's not that fucking bad. And she's like, no, Lynn, it's really fucking bad. Lynn is over the top with this for me. She's doing it like he's absolutely murdered somebody. Like, she she plays it so... Joe Skull is playing it like a comedy storyline. I'm snoring, you can't sleep, we... Lynn's, like, over the top, I think, with this one. Yeah, she's been... Because everyone else seems to be able to sleep. Connor's fine, Shell's fine. I mean, Flick's out all night, so... But Steph's fine. It's... Yeah, it, it's very bizarre. But, so, he's not having the lasers. But then they go back the next day. And he's like, don't worry, I've done even more research about snoring. Uh, we can do it uh, with a needle. Just one little needle in the mouth. It'll stop you snoring. Job done. I can't imagine how that would work. What is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, like, even the writers, as they wrote the words, I've done a lot of research, had done zero research. They don't even know what snoring is. Fuming. Yeah. <laughs> so Lynn's like, it's a fucking needle. You're doing this. And Joe's like, no, I'm not fucking doing it. And so she gets him into the doctors, gets the needle, and he fucking runs out. He literally legs it out of the uh of the surgery room into the into the reception. And Lynn's like, right, I've had enough. I can't get any fucking sleep. If you don't get this needle, you'll never fucking me again. In front of a like a waiting room <laughs> full of people. And then Joe's like, what? He's like, never again. I, you'll be sleeping on the couch. I'll be in the bed. And you'll never be allowed for visits. Joe's like, not even blowjobs. And Lynn's like, not even blowjobs. <laughs> not even a little bit of cock. <laughs> and then, the, and so she does that. Joe, like, sheepishly comes back to do it. And the whole the whole waiting room's like, fucking well played, love. Yes. Well done. Take away the blowjobs, you take away the freedom. Well played. <laughs> yeah, just all these random people in the waiting room. Uh, just like, yeah, she's played a fucking blinder there. She's getting some cock tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Depop's ready. So, someone to say cock? No. <laughs> so, um, he gets the injection. He also gets the, the local anesthetic as well, which uh, fucking puts him on his. You know, he's absolutely off his tits. Um, he gets a local so anesthetic so that he can get a needle. Yeah. Yeah. He has an injection so he can get an injection. Yeah. He's on something. Yeah. He's like, he sounds like you after a fucking poker night. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely, right at the end. absolutely off his tits here, uh, which is all very funny. It's like all those videos where people. It are, is funny. You know, have tea taken out and come back, and they're just talking absolute shit because they're out of it. Uh, and it's but it's all fun and games until he wakes up the next morning and he's just like, and Lynn's like, "What? What? <clears throat> what do you mean?" He's like gesturing. And she's Audio like, podcast. Just fucking... <laughs> well, he's like, "Say, tell me what's wrong, Joe." And he's just like, "He's like, what? What's the problem? Why aren't you telling me? Why? Why aren't you telling me what the problem is?" Tell me with your words. Tell me with your words. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't speak, Lynn. And she's like, oh, but you've got a wedding speech to do in whatever indeterminate amount of time we've got. I couldn't tell when the wedding was. She said that like it was fucking tomorrow or something. 
honestly, I'm half expecting next week to be. And this, and this is a comedy storyline. I think it's still comedy. Like the guy can't talk, but it's comedy. And she's like, "You've got the wedding," but they play the scary music over the top. Yeah, they don't play the Joe can't speak. They don't play that. They play like, "Oh my god, someone is being a child is being kidnapped right now." That's what they play. They, they play the wrong music, I think, with this comedy storyline. Yeah, they do. Uh, so, yeah, Joe can't speak. And like I said, this uh, this wedding's probably tomorrow, I imagine. Um, I reckon. How many what, How many episodes are we watching next time? Should we do five again? Let's do five. I like Let's it. Five, I like yeah. thinking. I reckon in these next five episodes, we're going to get a wedding. I do. I reckon they're oh, all... Oh, wait a minute. Five. Go on. Are we actually going to get a wedding, though? Ooh, well, who knows? Who knows? But I reckon they're all going to get back from the Hindu. And they're going to go, all right, so should we do the wedding now? Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. What do you think is going to happen first? An actual wedding with people saying, I do, and yes, you are, I now pronounce you and all that. Actual wedding or D getting some cock? What's going to happen first? <laughs> Tim, what are you saying? Wedding or cock? I feel like best place to get a wedding is sorry, best place to get some cock is a wedding. So I say wedding first. And the best place to get a wedding is where there is some cock, so <laughs> keep that little clip and we'll play that for Grace on uh, in January. <laughs> so yeah, I reckon yeah, I reckon it'll it, it's coming to it's all coming to a head this. Uh that's what Adam just said. We... Yeah, so that's that. Joe can't speak. I think that... Is Darcy to blame here? Is Darcy fucked up with his experimental needles? I think I think Darcy's a bit fucked up because his mind is elsewhere at the moment. It certainly is. Play me a jingle. A... Yeah, let's play the fucking jingle. It's a fucking great jingle. It think? was quite good, actually. Very I good actually one. listened to it. It was quite Come good. Come on, no, you won't have listened. No, definitely no. not. <laughs> I just looked at the logo and went, fuck this, it's obviously low-quality shit. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, can I mute him for me? I thought you already had. <laughs> of course, the ego has landed. Dr. Darcy... He's up to all sorts this week. Uh, well, first of all, if Mark comes to see him, uh, I don't know why, but Mark's like, so uh, Steph's pregnant? That's just, oh, fantastic, great news. Um, she coming along at any point to like, confirm it? Nah, nah, not a problem. But I do want to know if uh, she can fly. And Darcy's like, well, yeah, if she's only just pregnant, she'll be fine. You know, you can't fly out to your third trimester and stuff. I didn't understand this. I didn't understand. It was just an excuse to fucking Dar- for D- Darcy to look off and remember some of the shag he's had that was funny because where are they going are they going to rio they're going to he's like so where's yeah he's like where's the honeymoon he's like oh i'm gonna take it to rio and he's like oh fucking love rio women are fantastic so so beautiful so good and so few inhibitions and he literally like stares off he (laughs) does that kind of like richard gear thing where he just starts stares off and you know he's just replaying all the shags in his head yeah he is he is but after, it's after he says no inhibitions, you just think, what has this Lothario <laughs> been up to? 
and he stays there uncomfortably long, just thinking about it all, just kind of staring off. Uh, well, while, while Mark had that same fucking gormless look on his face as well, anyway. <laughs> they turn around. That's how you fucking do gormless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a line between wistful and fucking gormless, mate, and you're fucking gormless. Yeah, he does. He does give him a, a fucking acting class there, doesn't he? Uh, so yeah, he's de- he, he deals with that, and then Carl's one of Carl's patient because Carl's just not there at the. This he's, whole not, he's not booked in today. He's not booked in, even though he's got patients <laughs> waiting for him. He's not showed up at all. No, I mean they're probably not told him what time to. Uh, maybe the emailed like maybe you know. he confirmed it two weeks ago and he just thought oh you know but it's been lost in the show Patreon uh, <laughs> so he ends up taking one of Carl's patients a lovely lady called Penny Watts uh, who's come down with some bad tennis elbow uh, which I feel like is uh, <laughs> it's going for something else there <laughs> she being uh but so she flirts with Darcy over Carl, which is a bit weird. It's it very weird. creepy. So she's like, oh, you know, Carl's a bit funny, isn't he? He's like, yeah, he is a bit funny. She's like, very particular, isn't he? Yeah, very particular. And he, while well, he's testing out the uh, the wanking arm, sorry, the titty cell yeah. uh, <laughs> And she's like, very particular. And he's like, yeah, very particular. And they're just <laughs> really flirting with each other, which is just so bizarre. Um, it's not. I would like to add though that it's not just him this time. She is an absolute. Oh, yeah. She's worse than D. She's worse than D. She is. Uh, and then she's that bad that she then follows him to the pub. He's going to the pub after work, um, and he's phoning Amelia. Of course, we met Amelia last week uh, when he just swooped her away from Stu and mugged him off. Right. It is Amelia, isn't it? Yes. But he calls her Lydia in these episodes. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought this. I was like, whoa, is this a different... At first, because he's, he's on the phone... Fo- I think he's on the phone at first. And he says, I, I'm, oh, yeah, Lydia, is that you? Brilliant. Yeah, just confirming the date. And I was like, whoa, he's, he's, he, nothing must have happened with that other one that he was going to take to the footy. But it is the same girl. And I think <laughs> they've forgotten what they called this character. <laughs> and then... Someone went, yeah, and they went, yeah. And they probably did it two or three times and thought, I can't ask again, Lydia, and just wrote that down. <laughs> Double check this, because I might be talking absolute bullshit, but I was like, pretty sure that's that's not it. It would, this it would be up there with the most Neighbours thing Neighbours has ever done. Yeah, I'll double check that. But it would be on character with Darcy just to forget someone's name and go, ah, oh, well, that'll do. Yeah, well, my, name, well, my name's not Lydia. Sure, it is now. <laughs> yeah. So he's ringing her and she literally just walks into him for no reason and just probably cops a feel, I imagine. Um, and then afterwards, I think he's at the, I don't think he's a day after, I think he's on in the pub in his lunch break. Uh, so he goes back afterwards and she's back at the surgery again and she's like, oh, I, uh, I felt a real connection before. Do you want to go fuck? And then Darcy's just like, that's how we end the episode. That's the cliffhanger. <laughs> Is Darcy going to fuck this woman in the surgery or not? And he's, again, he looks off quite wistfully. He's some great acting uh, from Mister uh, Mister Rafferty there. And yeah, that's the that's the uh, that's the cliffhanger. And then we come back the next episode, and he's like, oh, "I'd love to bang you. I really, really would, but I will get struck off, so I can't, unfortunately." 
I'd love the wank off, get... but I'll get struck <laughs> off. So he does make it clear that he definitely would bang her as well. <laughs> like he, he doesn't just go, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Flat but spoken for or anything like that. He's like, no, 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 no. I definitely would. I will get fired. So yeah. he's kind of got. He has that moral dilemma that I imagine you've had quite a few times. But he goes the other way. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the law of the wank-off is higher than the, the stroke-off. What do you think with her, though? Because she is very over-the-top and open about this. Do you think... I feel like there's some ulterior motives. Like, is she trying at to one point, I thought, him? is she trying to trap him in some way and get him struck off? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She could just be very thirsty. She could be a mate of D's. I don't know. A maitre d'? That's your dream job, isn't it? <laughs> um, so she comes back again later on, and she's like, this is so fucking weird. This is so weird. She's like, oh, I'm sorry about asking you asking you for a shag before. I shouldn't have done that. But don't worry, I've got you alarm just in case it happens again. A rape alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Spot a rape alarm, Tim. It's so fucking bizarre. And <laughs> then they have a joke about... They put the alarm on the table and it goes off. And then they share this joke that gets brought up again later about how the table is alarmed. It's, it makes it's, no, it makes no really sense. Weak. It's really, really weak. Uh, I, I, I can't. I feel like every week there's something like this. It's just, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> what then? <sighs> And and she's like, oh, maybe you just forget about uh, me, like me asking you for a shag. And he and Darcy goes, I'm not going to forget that. I'm going to remember that. I think he said, I think he literally says, my ego will not let me forget that you wanted to shag me. <laughs> the second it's just a little bit more ethical, it's happening. So I'm not going to forget. Well, this is similar to like, obviously, he's got his his ethics and everything, and he quotes his ethics. But I think this is a bit like maybe if you worked at. In the, I don't know what industry, what should we say? Let's say the hospitality industry. For now. <laughs> um, if you worked in that industry and you were at work, being professional, doing your job, on the clock, getting paid, uh, I think you got paid anyway. I can't remember if you did that week. Like They might have just not folded it, you know, the, the money or anything. Um, and then being asked out by a customer. I, like, would that, what, how, would you, how would you approach that kind of <clears throat> scenario? Uh, well, that was something I actively tried to do. <laughs> Shut up! What? <laughs> this happens to you? No, I, I, I never, um, should we say, completed the mission. But that was, it wasn't, it wasn't the main mission, but it was definitely a side quest. Was uh, we used to, <laughs> so we used to call it plus warning. Uh, Explain. You've got three minutes. I've got three minutes. So. <laughs> at uh, an American chain of restaurants that I worked at, they had lots of little theories. Uh, one of these was the plus one theory where, you know, somebody walks into a business and they're on a, they're on a zero and they could come back. They might not. Who knows? If something bad happens, it goes to negative, but you want them leaving with a positive or a plus one. So they leave that building and go, yeah, that was fantastic. That person did that. I will definitely be back again. Um, other team members had managed to deliver that kind of service at home to some guests after the restaurant had been sure. <laughs> uh, so we came up, that was the term for it. Uh, but I never, <clears throat> I never successfully managed to plus one anybody. 
Uh, no, because you just like waitresses, so it wouldn't have made any sense. <laughs> Somehow it was a negative every time. The only way <laughs> the only way you pull that off is you're the customer, <laughs> and you pull away. Almost did once. Uh, I did manage to uh, take someone for coffee. Uh, we had a little kiss, and then she never called me again. <laughs> maybe she did, but maybe she sent you an email, and you just weren't <laughs> able to. Re- <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. That was a nice little. That delve into my uh, private life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Doctor Darcy, my hero. Uh, so, I've got, I, I did that in like less than a minute. That was a great little story. I can't do it when I want to. You can, but that doesn't mean you have to keep talking and spoiling a little shit now. <laughs> Later on, Darcy's on the date with Amelia slash Lydia, whatever the fuck she's called, whatever he's decided to call her. And uh, Wednesday, I imagine. I don't know. Um, so he's on this date, and then all of a sudden, she they completely change her character. Like she was dead flirty with Stu. She had loads of personality yeah. about her. She had loads of personality and zinc and zip with Darcy, and she's now a complete fucking wet fish. And Darcy can't get any two fucking words out of her. He's like, ah, oh, so where, where do you want to go tonight? Don't know. What kind of food do you like? anything and he's really fucking struggling and uh, to, to come up with any like sort of fun date for her uh, he says to her like what where, where, what's your favorite restaurant and she just says i don't know <laughs> and it doesn't offer anything it's yeah. like i imagine this is a bit like your coffee date that you had <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so she's complete but Guess who's across in the coffee shop? Because obviously you want to meet in the coffee shop before, like as a pre as a pre drink. Uh, it is of course Penny Watts. She's just sat across and she's just kind of smirking to herself, going, "Ha, this guy's on a date. She's fucking useless. Uh, we'd be shagging by now." And like he's kind of he tries to make the same joke because the alarm goes off again. That rape yeah. alarm that she bought him. That goes off and he tries to make the same joke and it doesn't land because it's a lame joke. <clears throat> and uh, she kind of laughs and he's like, oh, he's not getting along with her. Right, I'm getting off anyway. And she goes to get up. I don't know if she fakes this or not. Don't know if this is a genuine accident because she's wearing high heels in a coffee shop. Um, and she kind of goes over on her ankle and then Dr. Darcy straight in. Sees the danger. It's like, oh, you've hurt your ankle. I'm here. I'm a doctor. And she's like, oh, I can't put any weight on it. And he's like, oh, like, get it up. Get your legs up here. Uh, <laughs> let's, have <a> look. <laughs> let's have a look. And he's and he's just like, well, you did this on purpose, didn't you? And then again, that's a cliffhanger. That's how we leave the whole these episodes. Is Darcy going, well, you wanted my attention and now you've got it. I think she's a bit, there's, there's going to be something with this girl. I reckon she's a, either like a stalker or a psycho, and this will be the thing that turns Darcy into thinking, oh, I better stop shagging all these women. I think there's going to be something with this one. Or yeah. do they just like, end up in a relationship and he's like, oh, no, relationship's not for me. Back to shagging. 
but by this point, he's already... Possibly. She is, she is blonde and a bit of a psychopath. So I feel like possibly he, he, he probably best off dodging it, but probably <laughs> won't be able to help himself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got fucking issues, all right? <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite sure where they go with this one. I think, you know, could Darcy end up getting struck off? Who knows? If only we knew someone maybe with a little bit of insider info or background or... Yeah, who knows? But I will, but I'll ask this question right now. Tim, struck off or wanked off? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Struck off or wanked off? (laughs) Do that again. Do it again. We'll cut it. We'll cut it in because that's a funny joke. That is a funny joke. Go on. This might be your best one. You can make this into a clip. Go on. I'll pretend I haven't heard it. Go on. Do it right this time. Carry on your trifle. Tim, I have got a question for you. Strike off or wank off? <laughs> no, not strike <laughs> off. Not strike off. Go leave all the now. Third time's so a charm. So close. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Tim, I've got a question for you. Struck off Go or wanked off? No, fucking hell, Tim. <laughs> Tim, fuck's sake. Let him do it now. Tim, don't answer until I said the whole question. Tim, I have a question for you. It's a burning question. I want to know the answer right now. You've killed it. <laughs> Struck off or went <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? What's what's Just happening? Do it properly. That was crap as well. I'm gonna make you do this right because I, I want this for you. Come on. <laughs> Tim, I have got a question for you. Dr. Darcy, struck off or wanked off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, both. Both. Okay. Adam, That's the dream. struck off or wanked off? I kind of think both. I think he's right. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to get struck off. But, but only because he's getting what? Yeah, it's both again, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course it is. Because he's if he's not getting wanked off, he's not getting struck off. So <laughs> <laughs> And that ends this week next week segment of uh, struck off or wanked off. <laughs> Get a weird jingle for that next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, should we talk about something a little bit more uh, wholesome? Should should we talk- Go on, sorry. A little bit more wholesome, I think. Okay. Because there's been a lot of dirt this episode. Dee's been filthy. Penny Watts has been filthy. Um, so, yeah. She's left the most boring shit till the end again. Yeah. Yep, always. Oh, well, I've got one more after this. I've got one more thing after this. Go on. Do your wholesome oh. shit, and then I want to do the ridiculousness at the end that, t- that Tim is going to dread and hate because he really wants to call it a day. But the last storyline, <laughs> I'm going to make the most ridiculous for you, Tim. Go on, I like Holson. Holson's I think, good. I think we're uh, I think we're on the same path here because I wanted to talk about Rosie. Interesting. Oh, Go on. Maybe not. So she's still upset over the fire, obviously, uh, and she's very shook up from it. And she tells Lou that she kind of wants to put things on ice for Lou. She's had a hell of a shock. She's going to now rebuild the church. Uh, and so you know, relationship with Lou is kind of on the back burner right now. Uh, back burner back and there was burner. a fire. See what I did there? No, um, you didn't even see what you did. Fuck <laughs> off. 
Maybe, but maybe she put it out with some cold water. <laughs> but anyway, she <laughs> moving on. Struck off or wanked off. <laughs> <laughs> so she also finds out you're going to finish this episode and text me and Tim and go, "Oh, I fucking mint this week. I was, I was so good this week. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said?" <laughs> oh, one this week, and you'll be telling all your fucking industry friends about it. Oh, <laughs> hanging. So she also finds out that Lou's fake flowers started the fire. So Lou is desperate to try and make things right here. He's pissed off. That, <laughs> he's pissed off that he's not getting any from Rosie. He's now even more pissed off because he's been found out he knew that he'd started this it was his fault that the fire started so he's trying to make things right he's, he's giving a loads of money for charity to rebuild the church and he's like don't worry I've, I've organized the night at the pub for you as well don't worry we're going to make loads of money and rebuild this church for you uh, he even manages to sort out some photos that got burnt he gets all the copies and puts in a nice little photo book uh, it's nice when photo books get ruined and then people remake them that's a nice little story nice when they're called photo albums as well yeah. <laughs> uh, two Come syllables. On, sorry, too much so, Tim, I know what you're thinking. Good. It's filthy up there. I don't want to be alone. Uh, I know what you're thinking. What is this evening's entertainment in the pub? What do you think it is? I mean, if what you hadn't think- said that this was the wholesome element of the show, there are all kinds of things coming to mind. I don't know now. He has got a hypnotist for the evening. The amazing Rufo. Uh, he's an old mate of Lou. He's probably done something dodgy in the past. Uh, and he's like, Rufo. <laughs> I, let, let me guess. Part of his hypnosis is roofing everyone. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. He's got a back pocket full of a hypno. No, no, he does it. He does it the classic way. He gets the uh, the gold watch and does it right in front of him, weighs it right in front of him. Uh, but he does admit to Lou before he goes, and he's like, never done this in front of an audience before, just done it on mates at home. <laughs> yeah, he's never done it before. He's a hypnotist, he's got all the shit, he's got, like, posters and everything, but he's never actually done a show. Which <laughs> is such a way, bizarre way to go around setting yourself up as a businessman, as a hypnotist. <laughs> right, okay, I've got the hat, I've got the gold watch, I've made a poster, I've got an outfit. Have you learned the hypnotism yet? Oh no, no. But I've got I'm a I'm a hypnotist though. I've got the rest. Uh, yeah, so you admits that um he's not very good at this. And Lou's like, well, too fucking late now, you're going on, mate. So he goes on and he uh he's already pre-warned Stu that he's having to go up there and do it. He's like, listen, dickhead, you're doing it. because uh, I can bully you. Uh so he goes up and he hypnotizes Stu, and Stu at first he's pretending to be a chicken, I think. He's walking around like a chicken. Uh, and then at some point, he's uh, like a... I don't know what... I can't remember. But at some point, he has to try... It's maybe not that wholesome now. I think about it. They get Harold up at one point, and they're like, right, Harold's a fit woman. Try and shag her. <laughs> <laughs> this has lasted no time at all. You wanted this to be the wholesome thing. Literally, you've got halfway through and got, oh, no. Actually, I don't know why you're going with wholesome. Well. I don't know why you said that. This is not wholesome. This is the ridiculous bit that I was going to say. He was thinking, oh, it's just innocent family entertainment, but forgot that it was just about getting someone to shag someone else, just like every other storyline. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's all the best that we like, though, isn't it? Just where somebody's trying to shag someone else. <laughs> if you look at every classic story ever, somebody's trying to shag. I feel like season whatever we're on of this podcast right now has just been about shagging. I feel like <laughs> we, we, we say cock too much. We say cunt too much. I feel like that's what it's about now. I feel like this this season, that's what it's become now. And I don't... I'm worried that you've not had the blue box out at home for a while and this is part <laughs> of the problem here. I'm not right. Do, do you want me to have a word with her? I don't mind having a word. <laughs> Tim, I can't do anything for you. We know, we know your situation. But <laughs> come on. I'm not writing these storylines. I'm just telling them how they are. <laughs> um, I hate to say it to him, he's not far off. Yeah, maybe not. So yeah, Stu's trying to seduce Harold. Everyone's laughing. Oh, isn't this funny? And Harold's like, get off me, get off me. Oh, he's not happy at all, Harold. No, he? he is not. He's like, no, I don't I don't condone this. Um he's really not happy about it. But at the same time, some way, somehow, the amazing Rufo has also hypnotized Rosie. Completely didn't mean to, just has. She must have been in the eye line or something. I don't know. His powers are too great. Uh, so she's been hypnotized as well, but doesn't do what the things that Stu's been doing, like you know, he's like, you know, be oh. a chicken or whatever. She's decided A, to start talking in French, uh, <laughs> then B, delivered a, oh, and then B, delivers a business meeting. <laughs> But like the the final summary of a business meeting, like talking about like the yeah. lack water and the sales and the, the the targets and everything, uh, and then lose like fucking hell. She's gone back. You need to do something. You've hypnotized her, you dickhead. And he's like, right. You try snapping her out, and um, and she kind of comes around, and he's like, oh, brilliant. That was silly. And then she just starts talking talking in Italian. It's so, then, it, yeah. But then I thought they were going to do it like it was obvious you could see that she was kind of like in the days or whatever. I thought they were going to do it because Stu had been hypnotised to try it on with Harold. I thought Rosie was going to be hypnotised to try it on with Harold. And then you've got the kind of, as ridiculous as it is, at least it fits in because then Lou and that Harold makes, and Rose. That makes all the sense. Does, doesn't it? How did they not come to that conclusion? But instead, they had her talking about the, the, the sales figures and the quarterly um, buy rates or something. I don't, I'm not a clue what happened. Yeah, it's, it's just like dumbfounded. <laughs> I, 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 again, it's another one. Uh, it's just, okay, yeah. That We should honestly one day just end the podcast like, and uh, that's what happened at the end. Bye. <laughs> just what the... Do I need to start getting the writers on the show? Are we? Are we? I would love. I would love that. Definitely get one or two writers on. Yeah, and just go. Can can you explain this, please? They're bound to have a sense of humour about it, and if not, that's funny for us. (laughs) Yeah, they must do. Yeah, I'll start looking at getting some of the writers on because yeah, another ridiculous storyline. Neighbours. It's Maybe not even the storyline. Like the storyline itself is fine, but they just fuck it or make it weird and don't end it well, or at all, or just forget about. It. Yeah, <laughs> just forget. Yeah, but I, for one, I'm looking forward to watching. I don't know five more episodes next week. Five not more than that. Though. No, yeah. 
Nah, that'd be too much. There is one more storyline, actually, and we can fit in quickly. Sorry, Tim. Fuck. <laughs> I was sure we'd finished it there. There was nothing else to say, Tim, so this will be pointless. Go. No, Mal, Mal Kennedy. Mal Kennedy's yeah. fucked off again. He's fucked off again, yeah. He's, he's left a good guy. He's he's, he's he's kind of sorted it out. He's he's going to sue Cap, Cup of DM. Um, Carl said don't. He said I am. Um, Carl said, do you fancy staying? He said, no, fuck you, I'm going. Carl said, what's going on with that house you bought? He said, oh, yeah, can you sort the house? See ya. He does. Can you sort that house? He does. Literally gets in the yellow taxi that we talked about before. And it's just like, yeah, you're not going to see me for another 20 years. Uh, but I do own that house. Can, can you be going li- yeah. Literally, as the car's going out, it's almost like they forgot. So he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll see you in 20 years. I'll be shagging that one you were shagging. Um, but then, literally, the car starts pulling away. He goes, "Oh, by the way, I do still own the house. Can you sort that out?" Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neighbors, neighbors. Indeed. So Miles gone. Um... <laughs> neighbors. <laughs> Sorry, I, I raced through it. You might, you might have had more wholesome things to say about Mal and Carl and the way they rekindled their well, father-son bond. I don't know. Yeah, no, they do rekindle. I, I am very proud of him, how he stood up for his principles and just quit the job straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all the advice from his family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> he just went, nah, fuck you. I'm quitting and I'm suing. And I'm like, don't do this. This will be the end of you. This will be your ruin. He's like, nah, I'll be fine. Don't worry. Uh, Seriously, these things never, ever work out. No, nope, doing it. La, 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 Kennedy, my hero. You have bad idols. Bad idols is the episode this week, Dad. You're welcome. No worries. Thank you. He didn't come up with joke, but he did come up with the title episode. So well done, Tim. Round of applause for Tim. You can come again next week. You can come again next week. Uh, Adam, you, you can also come again next week. Um, no worries. Um, I will come again next week. <laughs> Why does it have to get so clunky and slow towards the end of every episode? <laughs> And I will also uh, host the podcast next week as well. See you next week, everybody. If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbor. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.